In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. Motherhood Incorporated proudly presents Military Mom Talk Radio, live on Toginet.com. Co-hosted by Tina Gonzalez and Sandra Back, the owner of Motherhood Incorporated. Military Mom Talk Radio is here with a powerful platform for women to discuss their ideas, issues, and concerns with respect to the military lifestyle. Military Mom Talk Radio encourages you to share your experiences of being a military wife and mother. This show is dedicated to educating your family about the resources that are available in both the public and private sector. And we'll be sharing helpful information from women around the world. We'll cover everything military, from helping a family member cope with post-traumatic stress disorder, to navigating government programs dealing with family issues, to the struggles of deployment, along with being a working mother, both in and out of the home. This is Military Mom Talk Radio, and here are your hosts, Tina Gonzalez and Sandra Back. Hey, Military Moms. We have got a great show today, uh, super fun. Um, it's just amazing the people that are out there doing outstanding things. And um, I'm here, Sandra Beck, with my co-host, Tina Gonzalez. Tina, how are you this week? I'm good, Sandra. How are you? Good, good. We had so much fun on last week's show. Um, so for those of you who missed it, it was a really powerful show. And um, we got to hear how Tina got dumped in the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was kind of one of my favorite parts. I thought that was pretty funny. It was funny. My husband, I had him listen to the podcast, and he was like, you told them? And I'm like, yep, I told them. Everybody knows that you left me in the ocean with the sharks. Well, yeah, not only did the Marine do that, but now it's, av- you know, our show is up- available on iTunes. So anybody who wants to hear about Tina getting dumped in the water and go boo to her husband, which is actually a very cute story, and he's a great guy, so we want to, you know, make that clear. But we are up and available on iTunes if you want to go to Military Mom Talk Radio you can also go to militarymomtalkradio.com and pick up our podcast from there and uh, live stream on Toginet, which you guys are listening right now. How are we doing on our Freedom Dogs? We've been promoting Freedom Dogs this month, which is a service organization that takes uh, rescued animals, trains them with a wounded, uh, a wounded soldier, and um, pairs them so that the service dogs can help them do things like, I don't know, push the laundry button, pick up things, um, Tina, how's your service dog? How's your freedom dog doing? Um, she's coming around. She, it's hard. She's a puppy, so Richard, uh, more so working with um, Charlie, who is uh, one of the main dogs, and he is learning, you know, new things every single week to bring home to our cute little puppy. She's uh, It's difficult when you have a puppy that all she wants to do is play, but she's coming along. She surprises us every day with how patient she is. So, well, yep, she's doing good. It's important, I think, the you know, these freedom dogs, you know, when soldiers are injured, um, you know, we have a record number of injured um, service members coming back. You know, as the technology gets better with medicine, battlefield technology gets better. Um, so we're getting a lot of people coming home, you know, that need these service dogs, both for you know, to help, to assist somebody who might be, um, you know, have a head injury, they might be missing a limb, you know, it helps with their mobility, but it also helps with their depression and, um, you know, the adjustment part. But 
what you're talking about is you guys are adjusting. There's a, a point at which these freedom dogs, you know, you guys are training them, so they really do work hand-in-hand with the soldier and the family, or the oh, yeah. marine in your case, the family. Yeah, definitely. Richard loves his dog. He loves, and then to be able to train America so that she can be, you know, not only to help him while he's out, but also to be a family member, that's awesome, too. That is. Yeah, I love it. I love Freedom Dogs. So what are we going to do this week to support Freedom Dogs? We're going to go to Pepsi Refresh, refresh everything. We're going to cast our vote and um, find out if um, in, I think it's June 30th is the deadline, isn't it? Yes. June 30th. So you guys, we're only asking you to get out and vote. We're not asking for money. We're not asking for much time. It takes about 15, 20 seconds to get onto the site. Type in Freedom Dogs at Pepsi Refresh, refresheverything.com, and um, select Freedom Dogs because there's a $250,000 award, and that's going to go a long way to help our military families. It's going to help our animal rescue advocates because we give dogs not only great homes, but we give them training so that they can be an active member of a family and a service dog, and it's just it's just the greatest program. We have uh, Jeff Worthington here today, and he is the CEO of Worthington Media, and he has put together this amazing YouTube competition, and it has to do with World War II veterans and pairing World War II veterans with um, with service um, service youth, actually youth that are interested and participating in a program with the generations that preceded them, specifically the World War II veterans. We have Jeffrey Worthington. He's the founder and CEO of Worthington Media, and he has done this amazing project, the iHistory Project. And um, it's a national grassroots campaign designed to engage high school students um, in preserving the stories of World War II veterans. And this is this is such an important project because every day, 850, approximately 850 World War II veterans pass away. And um, every time we lose one of these American heroes, uh, the story is lost. And this is a, you know, this is a huge part of our heritage as, you know, Americans. It's a huge part of our history. And I really think, and, you know, obviously, you know, Jeff agrees with me because he's putting this project together, but this has a significant importance to future generations. Um, you know, but these veterans, they... They pass away, and sometimes they don't share their stories with their families. They don't share their stories with their friends. And there's certainly, if they do, there's very few of them that have actually recorded their stories, either, you know, written them down or maybe, you know, videotaped some, you know, of their experiences or even shared them with their family members. There's quite a few um, people that have been involved in this project that haven't, um, you know, that haven't been able to, uh, share their experience with their friends and family. So what's really tragic is that um, these stories die with the, you know, they die with the World War II veterans. And, um, you know, these stories are so amazing. And, um, you know, when we get Jeff on the line here, we're going to be able to have um, him share some of these experiences that he had. Tina, are you back? I'm back. You're back. Okay, we got one. Do we have Jeff on the line? We do. Jeff, are you here? Okay, well, we're going to keep going here. There we go. Oh, my gosh. Did we, you know, slow start, but we're going to have a strong finish. All right, absolutely. Absolutely. Rock and roll. Okay, so I just blew through a whole bunch of stuff about the iHistory Project, but what I didn't talk about was the iHistory competition um, on YouTube. Can you 
uh, fill us in just briefly your vision of the YouTube competition. Well, first of all, I want to thank you, Sandra, as well as Tina, if she's still here. And if not, I'm here. Uh, please convey uh, <laughs> my gratitude uh, for uh, both of you having me on the show and for the listeners uh, for listening in. And, uh, yeah, I'm really excited about the program. And um, you wanted to know some more details about, about the competition itself. And uh, the competition uh, will be this fall. Um, submissions will be available for two weeks in September. And um, you know, we're basically wanting uh, high school students to go out, interview World War II veterans, send uh, the original unedited interview off to the Library of Congress so it can go on, on permanent record. And then um, we at iHistory Project um, will be providing downloadable, royalty-free music and stock footage that the students can then um, download from our website and um, use that material to create a three- to five-minute mini-documentary that they can upload to our competition on YouTube. That is so amazing, Jeff. And, you're, you know, when we come back, we've got a few minutes before we go to break, but, you know, now that I have you live and in person, you know, I can't wait for our listeners to hear all about you as a person and, you know, the, the adventure that you've gone on in just creating this history project. I mean, it's one of the most innovative programs. Um, that I've seen in a long time to engage, you know, our kids, you know, the youth of today. And, um, you know, part of Motherhood Talk, uh, Military Mom Talk Radio is, you know, spreading the word about really great programs like Freedom Dogs, like the iHistory Project. And, you know, I want to say to you in front of everybody that I just think what you're doing is outstanding. I mean, you put your heart and soul into this project. You put your own blood, sweat, and tears and money all these things you've brought together to honor our World War II veterans. And I know there's some, you know, talks of things coming in the works that we're going to talk about, you know, towards the later part of the show um, about different um, aspects of where the iHistory Project is going to go. But, you know, my hat's off to you. I think what you're doing is amazing. That's well, thank you. Amazing. Thank you very much. And Tina? We're going to give that. Um, we're going to give a plug quickly to Freedom Dogs before we go to break. We want you guys to pop on, go over to Pepsi Refresh, refresheverything.com. Go sign up quickly. They're not going to send you a bunch of spam. We've already tested it out. We want you to get on there, cast your vote. It's free. It costs nothing but a few minutes of your time, but it could make all the difference in the world to a wounded service member coming home, you know, getting this service dog that can be part of their family, like Tina said, and gives you that great opportunity to do your part. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system, keeping the home fires burning? That's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Tina Gonzalez. And we'll be right back after these. Girlfriended is on Tugging at. 
Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, with your hosts, Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan. This show is your chance to share, learn, laugh, and connect with other women. The girlfriend at Principal was born out of loss. Lisa had recently had her mother pass away from cancer, and my mom um, was murdered. A man just walking into a room and started a 23-second shooting spree. I think one of the things we both realized going through those tragedies is that you can be extremely okay and be extremely sad. Check out Girlfriended.com and then be a part of Girlfriended, the radio show. Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central. You know, your boyfriend or, or your husband or whatever, they don't totally understand that emotional side to a woman like another woman does. And I think that's so important just to have mm-hmm. somebody that you go, she gets me. Check out the website, Girlfriended.com. Don't miss Girlfriended with Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan. Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central on Toginet.com. What's your story? Are you living it? Well, you could be. It's What's Your Story with Hillary Bilbrey. Friday mornings at 10 Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on Toginet.com. Her passion is helping others discover, create, and live their personal brands. Yep, you heard me. You have a brand. No different than Coke, Pepsi, or Nike. You are a walking, talking, living, breathing brand. You're not a logo. You're not a tagline. The choices you make become the path you take. This is your brand. Now, live your story. Your brand is not just what you say it is. It's also what others say it is. So what are you communicating? And how can you create an authentic brand? We'll take on these challenges with What's Your Story? Every week, Hillary will feature teens, moms, and organizations that are learning and living their story. Now, her passion is to help others discover, create, and live their personal brands. To find out more, go to inspiredbyfamily.com. It's What's Your Story with Hillary Bilbrey. Friday mornings at 10 Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now, let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Tina Gonzalez and Sandra Beck. Hey, Military Moms. This is Sandra Beck coming to you live with Tina Gonzalez. Tina, we've got some good news about Freedom Dogs. Yes, I believe we're rolling over to uh, July. I was reading some of the comments, and uh, right now we're ranked at number 78. That's awesome. That is we were so great. I think we were 95 or 98 last week. Yeah, we were rolling through the 90s all last week, and uh, we did some good work. Our listeners that have been, it's awesome. You know it. You know it. So everybody get out there, get out there, vote. You can vote once a day. You can make a difference. You know, we ask our servicemen and women to go over there, lay their lives on the line, to put their families, you know, at risk of losing them. I mean, military moms, you know what I'm talking about. Get on the... um, you know, get on the Internet, go to Pepsi Refresh or Refresh Everything, go to Freedom Dogs, vote, vote once a day, and let's make a difference. Let's really work hard to get this $250,000 sent over to the Freedom Dogs program because it is awesome. How's that for a plug? I love it. Shameless plugging. Okay, speaking of shameless plugging, we have my good friend, Jeffrey Worthington. He's the CEO of Worthington Media. He has such an outstanding project, um, and I know I talked a little bit about it in the first segment, but for those of you just joining us, we have um, the iHistory Project, and Jeff Worthington, I would love for you to tell us a little bit about yourself. 
Well, uh, there's kind of a lot to tell, but, um, you know. Well, we got I've, a whole 45 minutes. In, <laughs> well, you know, that, that's kind of the point of the project is everyone has a lot to tell. And, you know, we want to, we want to hear other people's stories. Um, but about myself, um, I really got interested in film and theater uh, back in high school and um, have always had a love for history. And, um, yeah, so that, that pretty much slowly developed over time and in college. And I wanted to go to film school uh, five years ago and was ready to go. And um, someone started suggesting that I do something for veterans. And so I started researching and trying to find out, okay, what is there a need for? And um, that kind of launched myself into doing a World War II documentary, which were in the final months of, produc of production, thank heaven. And uh, that's, that's been an amazing, amazing uh, process and amazing learning curve. Um, and it's basically a, a World War II documentary for high school students, and we present the veterans in a lot more of a personal way. Uh, we we present them as young men, go, you know, straight out of high school and college, and uh, you know they had girlfriends, they had they played sports, they were in school, and uh, really focusing on the similarities. And. Um, so I started that back in summer of 2005, and then a couple of years ago, I realized that, well, this is good, and it'll pique teenagers' interest in World War II, but we really needed something more, something to get them, you know, out there with a veteran one-on-one. -on -one. And um, so had a series of brainstorming uh, sessions with myself and uh, some friends and family, and uh, this is pretty much what we what we uh, came out with, and uh, really started pushing the project uh, just about a year ago. And um, since then, we've we've uh, been met with absolutely tremendous support um, from whether it's branches of government or military, uh, private or public uh, corporations and nonprofits. Um, all have been very supportive and. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited to be able to see this uh, get off the ground. That's amazing. I mean, it's just it's so much work. It's been how many years in the making? Uh, well, the documentary is five years in the making, and uh, this YouTube project has really been uh, about a year in the making. That's a lot of work. That's a it's, lot of work. It and is you're doing this for. Posterity. What, what what's the motivation behind it? Well, uh, the motivation is uh, is um, kind of personal for me because back when I was in junior high, uh, there was a man um, who I really respected as kind of a, as uh, you know kind of a second uh, you know uh, you know grandfather, and um, and uh, he had. He had been in, in World War II, and he and his wife invited me over to come and hear their their story. And I really wanted to because I love history. But you know, at twelve or thirteen, people, you know, you, you know, as someone in junior high, you think that people live forever. 
And uh, it wasn't too long uh, before that veteran, before he got cancer and passed away. Uh, and it took him very rapidly. And so I never was able to hear his story on how he had stormed the beaches of Normandy and uh, fought through France and actually liberated his wife, uh, his future wife, um, from one of the concentration camps. And uh, so that, that experience of losing someone's story and never getting it has always, al- always been, you know, the driving force. Well, that's really important because, uh, you know, there's so much that happens that, you know, years and years past we haven't had the ability to record other than, you know, you know, writing things down and then we had the advent of, you know, kind of tape recording and video recording. But, you know, there's really no excuse with today's technology. It's so affordable, you know, that these stories can be recorded. And they're so amazing. I mean, just, you know, you've just met some outstanding people, you know, in doing your documentary for the love of freedom and doing your iHistory project. I mean, can you tell me just a, a brief overview? I know there was the Navajo Code Talker. I mean, there's some really amazing people you've met. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the Navajo Code Talker, um, we were the first to videotape his story, um, and... Um, uh, his, his was an amazing story on how he grew up in a boarding school and was punished every time that um, every time that he and his friends were caught speaking Navajo, they could only speak um, English. And um, when the war came, and he joined the service, and he heard about um, he, he heard that the U.S. Army and Marines were looking for people that spoke Navajo. And um, he was absolutely elated that, you know, his language was was going to be used in order to save American lives. And uh, he, he never hesitated to sign up for either the Army or volunteer to be a Navajo code talker. And um, he, he has a lot of amazing stories um, along the way as well. That's amazing. I mean, you... To be able to to record the Navajo Code Talker, you're the only one who's who's had that experience with him ever in his lifetime. Correct. Yes. In order to have a video interview of him, it was uh, it, it was something, you know, because he he really really appreciated that, and um, and that that evening uh, we spent with him is something that I will probably never forget. Well, and what's amazing is, like, you know, you look at, like, when I first heard about your iHistory project, I thought, oh, this is, this is nice, you know, what a great way, you know, to get kids involved, because, you know, I'm all about, you know, children's charities, but then but then I started to really think about it. It's like, you know, this this really transcends a lot of things. It's, it's not only multi-generational, because you have, you know, in your contest, you'll have, you know, a high school student interviewing you know, a World War II veteran who could be the age of their grandpa or their great-grandpa. So we've got this neat thing going on. But, you know, you have this benefit of the service person also being heard and sometimes being heard before they pass away because some of the people that you've interviewed have passed away. Is that correct? Uh, Yes. Um, I would say probably about um, a fourth or maybe a little more of of the veterans that I've interviewed for my uh, feature-length World War II documentary, um, have passed away in the last five years. That's amazing. So you're really, I mean, time is of the essence for a project like this. 
It is. It, it absolutely is. So um, you've got your Navajo Code Talker, you know, and you also, um, your project is also beyond the scope, too, of just people who have fought in the war, right? There's, or are they, is it just limited to the people who were active service members? Could they have been serving in a different, you know, area of the military? What is the criteria for your veterans? Or is it just anybody well, who was a veteran in World uh, War II? For this year's competition, um, the requirements is that they will, uh, they will have had to have been a service member, uh, a member of, of the military or the merchant marines or coast guard, um, and or um, Holocaust survivors. We also want to be able to interview um, this, this year as well. However, for, uh, for our competition for either next year or year after, uh, we're still in the planning phase uh, right now, but we are wanting to be able to open it up to, uh, to anyone who was alive during World War II in order so we can really get a great cross-section of America, you know, from factory workers to people that were involved in scrap, yard, you know, scrap collection of scrap metal or, um, you know, people that, uh, people that remember the bells ringing in rural American towns uh, when, uh, when we won the war. It's just, you know, every time I hear this, I get chills. I just think it's so important um, what you're doing. And I want to direct people to your website right now, um, the ihistoryproject.org. Um, you, can, uh, you can see the iHistory Project World War II. We're here with Jeff Worthington. He's CEO of Worthington Media. He's put together this amazing uh, World War II documentary, For the Love of Freedom. He's also had this super idea of having a YouTube competition where um, youth go out and interview these people from World War II. They put it up on YouTube. There's a competition. It's so great. It's so powerful. When we get back from break, I'm going to have you guys check out his website, and um, we're going to talk more about how you guys can participate. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? That's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Tina Gonzalez. And we'll be right back after these. Here comes Motherhood Talk Radio, the most powerful voice in women's issues today. With Sandra Beck and Christy Holly, Tuesday evenings at 6, 5 Central, part of the Her Insight Network on Toginet.com. Motherhood Talk Radio provides a powerful platform for women today by giving interesting, inspiring, and inspirational information to mothers around the globe as they navigate everything from child care to corporate formation. Motherhood Talk Radio will have best-selling authors, gurus of happiness, women of interest, who every single day make our world a better place for our families. Motherhood Talk Radio, powered by Motherhood Incorporated, is co-hosted by corporate executive Sandra Beck and stay-at-home mom Christy Holly. For more information on each and the show, go to MotherhoodTalkRadio.com. Mom, this really is your show. Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Christy Holly. Tuesday afternoons at 6, 5 Central, part of the Her Insight Network on Tugginet.com. Hey, you living the dream like Nina and Cindy? Sweet jeans are made of these. 
you shocked by the Chuck E. Cheese calamities, diaper dilemmas, and major mom minivan mishaps? Then get ready to share it with Living the Dream Moms with Nina Fry and Cindy Schmitzer, Thursday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central on Toginet. And as Nina and Cindy say, if you're thinking it, we're saying it. It's your chance to discuss, share, and learn from two moms who have been there, done that, and yes, they have the t-shirts. And they're for sale at ltdchix.com. Living the Dream Moms is all about all things moms have to deal with daily. Nina and Cindy are two ordinary frazzled moms who admit when they need help and do their best to research and discuss topics that are not always talked about. Living the Dream Moms are just two real women who are discussing the trials and tribulations and triumphs of everyday mom lives. You are not alone. It's Living the Dream Moms with Nina Fry and Cindy Schmitzer. Thursday mornings at 10 Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Put a boot in your ass, it's in Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on Toginet.com, covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now, let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Tina Gonzalez and Sandra Beck. Courtesy. Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with my lovely co-host, Tina Gonzalez. Tina, are you with here, us? Oh, yeah, I'm here. Scared, thinking it was like the first segment, we're talking to dead air. Nope, I'm here. Nope, we're all good. Well, we are here today with Jeffrey Worthington. He's the founder and CEO of Worthington Media, and he's um, his uh, organization has launched this iHistory project, which is super fantastic, and we're going to encourage everybody to go to his website and check it out the right way this time, as I'm going to give you the right um, or the right domain. It's iHistory Project, just how it sounds, the letter I, History Project, www.the2.org. So that's iHistoryProjectWW2.org. I want to remind everybody today, this week, to get on Pepsi Refresh, refresh everything, and vote for Freedom Dogs. We're now at post-75. We were 95, so we've actually gone up 20 spaces in the past week, largely in part by our listeners going on and um, voting. doesn't cost you anything. It's just a few minutes of your time to go in. They will not spam you, send you a bunch of junk. Just make sure you get on and um, vote for the Freedom Dog. So, Tina, you want to tell me some things about stories, some great stories that are available today for today's show. I heard a great one. I wanted to know if Jeff can give our listeners the story about Scotty Burroughs. Yes. Well, uh, I'm glad you asked. And um, uh, Scotty, um, as he liked to be called, was um, um, was one of the veterans uh, that, that has passed away since I interviewed him. And um, uh, he was one of the more resilient um uh, men that I had interviewed during the war, and um, he had an amazing, amazing story uh, that really started out where where World War II started out, and that was Pearl Harbor. Uh, he was actually the bugle, the bugler um, that played and was out in front of the out in front of the flag at Pearl Harbor when the Japanese came over, and uh, they actually um, didn't shoot at him, but he said there were some bullets that landed uh, uh, pr- pretty close to where he was, enough to make him flinch just a little bit. Um, but he he was there, and uh, he remembered 
almost as if it was yesterday, uh, the chaos of Pearl Harbor, uh, where everyone was just running to and fro, trying to get back to their barracks, or they're in the barracks trying to get out back to the ship. And, um, and he pretty much described it as pure chaos. And um, one of the hardest things uh, for him was, um, was uh, playing taps um, for all the burial um, of, of the men that had died in, in the days and weeks after Pearl Harbor. And, um, yeah, he, he very vividly, you know, remembered being out there uh, where, they, where they were burying them. Um, and, um, yeah, that, that was something that was just really seared into his mind. And, um, and, uh, yeah, yeah. And for, from there he went on and, uh, actually participated in some of the, uh, collecting of, uh, of, of radios and uh, signaling equipment from the American Japanese, um, on, uh, on the islands there. And after that, he was on a ship. And I apologize, I don't remember the name of it off the top of my head, um, but it had it was involved in over 15 battles in World War II, uh, the second most decorated ship uh, during World War II, and uh, he was on it when it was struck twice by Japanese torpedoes, and um, and he was able to survive, and you know remembered just amazing, amazing stories. Well, in these stories, Jeff, you know, I was talking a little bit in the first segment when we, you know, we lost you guys, and I had made a comment about, you know, some of these guys haven't even um, shared their stories with their families. Oh, absolutely. Uh, there was, uh, the, there was uh, one of the veterans, um, he fought in the Pacific, and his family had no idea what he had, um, had no idea where he had served, whether he was in Europe, uh, fighting, fighting Hitler or whether he was in the South Pacific. And, um, th- there is, there is something about, about the veterans that I've interviewed that they're much more willing to open up to a third party. And, uh, you know, we're in, in, in many cases, um, you know, veterans have never talked about it before to their family. And I, I, I'm not a psychologist, but, you know, just, you know, I, I think there's just something you know that they don't want to open up themselves to uh, to, to people that that they love so much uh, because they're afraid of how they'll react because of things that happened to them or things that they did, um, and so it's a lot easier to open up to a third party, which is one of the reasons that actually got me thinking about this YouTube project because we really want to get those stories and having a third party, particularly someone who's young, uh, come in who has an interest in them uh, and in their stories and in their buddies' stories. Um, that, that's one other thing that veterans really open up when you ask them about, about their buddies during World War II because they are an amazingly humble generation. And most of them, you know, aren't, aren't really concerned about saving their own story because they don't view it as being that significant, but they want to tell their story for their buddies' sake. That's, I mean, it's just, you know, it's so powerful. It's so, you know, that, that you would, you would give this story up to a young man with a video camera, you know, prior to your whole lifetime of keeping quiet. 
Yeah, it's it, amazing. it is. It is. But, you know, a lot of them, uh, you know, they're getting up there in age. Uh, I think uh, minimum age now is in, in the mid-80s. In order to um, in order to be a World War II veteran, and um, yeah, they're they're watching a lot of their friends pass away, and there, there seems to be a certain sense of urgency that's there now. Um, even just within the last couple of years, I've seen a lot more urgency um, than five years ago. Sure, sure. Well, especially memories fade. You know, people get sick. You know, these stories. You know, they only live as long as the person living them can relay them to us. And um, exactly, so you know, the exactly. Huge public service. And um, there was, let's see, I think it was one year, uh, a year or so ago, I saw the statistics that there were still 2.1 million World War II veterans left alive. 2.1 million. That is a lot if you divide it by states. And uh, I think it would be an absolute shame to think that most of those are going to go untold. Probably, probably, but, you know, that's why we're here today. We're here talking to Military Mom Talk Radio listeners that are military moms because not only do they have children that might be interested in participating in the iHistory Project, um, but you're from, you know, a lot of our listeners, military families tend to, you know, be military families for generations. And um, so it's, it's our hope over here at Military Mom Talk Radio that some of the listeners today would check out this project and maybe talk to their teens and uh, get them excited about interviewing, you know, maybe grandpa or grandma. I mean, there's a lot of opportunity or friends of friends and family, you know, and start recording some of these things because the, the raw footage uh, goes somewhere. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, yes, Um the raw footage will be sent to the Library of Congress and submitted to their uh, Veterans History Project. And uh, they have been doing an amazing job over the last, uh, over the last uh, 10, 10 to 15 years, I believe, of collecting veterans' interviews from all wars. And, um, and um, I've gone out there and met with them a couple of times, and they are excited about this project. And they've caught the vision and see its potential and um, and uh, so we'll be working in cooperation with them in order to make sure that all of these interviews, um, you know, that, that that people collect, that they that they will get to the Library of Congress, and that they'll get processed and kept uh, in our nation's uh, permanent archives uh, for future generations to see. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's such a good. Um, it's. It's just such a good project on so many levels. Now, what what do you hope, like, for, for the teens that are participating in that, what do you hope they take away from this? I, I, I truly hope that they will, you know, step away with a greater appreciation for just not our nation's history, uh, but also help them, help them realize that they have to look at today in perspective. You know, the, the lines on the map you know, where, where countries are divided just didn't happen or have always been that, um, haven't always just been that way, that, you know, there have been massive world events, particularly World War II, uh, that, that has shaped our countries, that have shaped our allies. And, um, and uh, I want them to, to walk away with a greater sense of history and realize, you know, that these veterans aren't that different um, from today's generation. 
Um, w- one of the things is that I've interviewed a, because um, you mentioned stories, there was a high school couple back in World War II, and um, they're still married. And uh, we've talked with them and how and interviewed both of them together on um, how in high school their relationship was on again, off again, on again, off again, and then the war happened, and uh, he was sent off to war. And, um, you know, he, he went from, from being the star, the star uh, quarterback um, who won the state championship his senior year, and she was one of the head cheerleaders. Um, you know, both of them got separated by the war. And uh, so they wrote each other back and forth during the, letter, uh, during the war, and uh, he ended up uh, sending her a ring in the mail. Okay, I'm going to uh, I'm going to hold you. I'm going to cut you off here, return. Jeff, because we're going to go to commercial break. We're going to leave this as like one of those cliffhangers that we hate. But we are here with Jeff Worthington. He's the CEO of Worthington Media. He is the um, director of the I History Project for World War II. You guys need to check it out. Um, Jeff, what's the what's the domain? It's I History Project www.org. Is that correct? Correct. That is correct. Check it out. Check it out. We're going to go to break now. When we come back, we're going to learn a little bit more about the competition and how you can get involved. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning. That's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Tina Gonzalez. And we'll be right back after these. Every woman wants to know how successful women manage their lives. So join host Sharon Silver for Getting to the Heart of the Matter. Every Thursday at 1 Eastern, noon Central, part of the Her Insight Network on Toginet.com. Have you ever wondered who the woman behind the family service or product really is? How she became an innovator? How she reaches out and connects with others? Or how do they do it all without sacrificing their family or themselves? Getting to the heart of the matter is for you. Sharon will interview guests who bring wisdom and sage advice. Sharon will interview all kinds of women, from everyday moms to extraordinary stories. Sharon gets to the heart of the matter by asking the big questions. How these women manage being a mom or a business owner or just being a woman. You'll hear how they prevent themselves from becoming workaholics either in their career or with their families and still find time to fulfill their quest for calm and personal fulfillment. For more information on Sharon, check out her website, ProactiveParenting.net. Then be here for Getting to the Heart of the Matter with Sharon Silver. Every Thursday at 1 Eastern, noon Central, part of the Her Insight Network on Toginet.com. Get ready for the Not-So-Soccer Mom Tuesday afternoons at 1 Eastern, noon Central on Toginet with Jill Hickey. You name it, from politics to pop culture to Jill's search for the perfect bronzer and chicken salad. The Not-So-Soccer Mom will weigh in on it all. The sentence, I have no opinion about that, is one that Jill has never uttered. In the early 90s, Jill finally decided to put her thoughts, opinions, mom advice, love of pop culture, hummus, and Starbucks, working out, cosmetic shopping, and politics into an actual website and thus NotSoSoccerMom.com was born. Shortly after her fourth child, a boy, Jerome, now she's really got tons of topics to share with you. This is Laugh Out Loud Funny, and we're not kidding. What's a loud Nebraska girl who lived in Little Rock for many years and now is up in the Northeast doing, chronicling her opinions on everything? The wheels aren't off yet, but it's close. It's the Not-So-Soccer Bomb. 
with Jill Hickey. Tuesday afternoons at 1 Eastern, noon Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now, let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Tina Gonzalez and Sandra Beck. Hey, Military Moms. We are here with Tina Gonzalez. Hey, Tina. I'm here. You're here. And we're also here with our guest, uh, Jeff Worthington. He's the founder and CEO of Worthington Media that spearheads this iHistory project that's so exciting. Uh, it's a project that takes the veterans of World War II and pairs them with high school students that interview them and, um, you know, post the stuff on YouTube or submit it. That's why Jeff Worthington is here, and he's going to walk us through with, um, Jeff, how would you teach one of our moms listening today who has a teenage son or daughter who wants to participate in this? I mean, what do they, you know, what do they need? What do they have to do? If they don't have a veteran in the family, where can they go to find some veterans to interview? Um, give us a quick rundown on, on what to expect. Well, I would say the first thing would be to go to our website, which you have just mentioned, and um, go there and sign up for our newsletter. Uh, we don't have the information online right now, but uh, pretty soon we'll be giving, um, we'll be posting some help guides along that line. Uh, but until then, um, you know, veterans are are all over the place. Um, you know, the, the best place to start is, um, of course, your family. Um, but then, uh, you know, start asking friends of yours. Because if possible, you want one that you already have, um, you know, a personal way in. You just don't want to be a stranger walking off the street if possible. Um, but if neither your family nor your friends uh, know of any of any immediate ones, um, one of the best places is to start by contacting uh, your local VFW or American Legion post. Uh, there's also um, uh, there's also uh, Knights of Columbus in certain parts of the country as well as Lions Clubs, um, also uh, Senior Citizen Centers. Uh, contact uh, the, the receptionist there, and uh, they might be able to uh, help put you in contact uh, with some of these people. That's a great, a great piece of advice. Now, is this expensive for these, you know, kids to get involved? I mean, is there a fee attached to it? Is there a cost? No, it is uh, the the competition itself is absolutely free. There is no charge for uh, submitting anything, and of course, no purchase necessary because we're not selling anything. So um, it is free. The, the only thing that that you need is really a, a video camera and um, and a computer, or at least access to a computer that you can edit uh, the uh, the video on. So the video then, so let me get this right so everybody understands. You, you, you decide to be part of this project, you contact somebody to interview, um, and then you interview them, and then you take this footage and you, you convert it to a YouTube video to put up on YouTube, and then you send the raw footage to, to you, or the directions are going to be on the website at some point. Correct. 
Correct. Now, what about, like, what are some type of questions that that you could guide our people in, like, what to ask? Like, you know, what are... What are some good questions that you've asked in your documentary process and in doing your own interviews? And since we have a little bit of time, tell me the difference from the first interview you did to, like, you know, recent interviews. (laughs) Well, I don't really want to go there. The first interviews were a little (laughs) embarrassing. Um, (laughs) Well, but it's important because, um, you know what, our kids are going to be out there. um, Yeah, I understand. And, um, you know, with the first interview... Um, well, one of the things I did is I, I didn't, I prepared questions, but I prepared way too many, and the interview went on for a couple of hours. And, um, and, uh, I, one big difference is that I'm a lot more precise and strategic in the questions that I ask, um, now. Um, and there's nothing wrong with getting a long interview. Uh, you know, the, the more stories you can collect, uh, the better. Uh, the, the only, requirement the Library of Congress has is that um, is that there was a 30-minute interview submitted. So anything over 30 minutes is good. But um, some of the best stories that we've gotten are from questions along the lines of, you know, uh, what were the veterans' lowest points during the war? Um, or uh, what, Christmas, uh, what Christmases do they remember? Um, you know, find out if they were you know, in, in the South Pacific during the Christmas or in, in the European theater or maybe, maybe, you know, ask them about their, their last Christmas at home before they shipped out. That's some great advice. And um, if, they're, if they're good talkers, you know, I think it's probably an easy thing. If they're not talkers, I know one thing about being an interviewer, I learned early on not to ask yes or no questions. Because you want to get people to be talking about, like, sometimes asking questions like, um, you know, what do you, what did you think about this, or, you know, how did you feel, or what happened next, as opposed to asking questions that kind of lead nowhere. I think that's one of the things that could also help our young interviewers out there and the families that are assisting them, you know, to get some really good material. Um. Yeah, well, um, it, it kind of depends, um, honestly. Um, just kind of looked like, like what you said. There were, um, um, you know, in regards to questions, uh, yes and no questions <laughs> don't do anyone very, you know, very much good as far as interviews go. Uh, but, you know, be, be creative. You know, phrase the question, and it takes, it takes some work, uh, you know, and some practice. And uh, you can even try, you know, running through maybe, you know, uh, maybe the student in question can interview a sibling, uh, you know, ahead of time and, you know, kind of get a feel for it. But, um, but yeah, that, that's kind of a, a tricky question to answer, I suppose. Well, it's hard. I mean, you know, it's like, you know, we want the, we want, you know, our, the people listening today to have, you know, the best possible opportunity for, for getting great interviews. You know, asking some questions, you know, how would you open, you know, how would you open one of your interviews? How would you direct one of our, you know, youth today to open, you know, an interview on film? Do they, do they start out saying, okay, today's date and we're here with and introduce the, the person they're interviewing? And then, you know, I think for most people when I talk about the iHistory Project, they always say, well, how do I get started? Where do I begin? You know, what do I do first? And I think that's mm-hmm. true of also the interviewing process. Yeah, well, one of the first key steps 
is, is that, you know, you set up the equipment, or as you're setting up the equipment, uh, wherever you're conducting uh, the interview, is, is to get the veteran, uh, get to know them personally. Um, even sometimes I've recommended actually, uh, you know, inviting, inviting the, the veteran, uh, you know, somewhere for coffee or tea uh, the, the day before the interview so that you can run over some questions with them so that that way you, in the interview, you're not discovering their story, but when you interview them, you actually know some of their story, or at least, you know, as much as possible. Um, so that on the interview, you know what questions to ask. You know, were they in the Pacific Theater or the European Theater? Well, that's such a great idea to get to know your guests beforehand. I think, you know, spending a few minutes to, to talk to them also might help make your interview process um, go kind of more quickly and more smoothly because you'll know um, what information you're really digging at to try to get, um, to get captured on film. Or I guess on videotape. <laughs> correct, correct, yes. Do you have any other tips? Um, you do you have any other tips for the, not only the, the uh, young people that will be doing the videotaping, but for the moms that will be part of this project, you know, uh, helping their children or helping their, their teens along the way? Like what, what could a parent do in this situation, a mom specifically, to, to facilitate the, the um, process? Well, um, you know, a, a lot of it is just, you know, is just simply presenting it uh, to, to the teens and really encouraging them to go out and do this. Um, you know, it's definitely a worthwhile cause. And, you know, it, it, if you're a mom out there and you have, uh, you know, a teen who is of high school age and you want to know how to get them started on this, um, I, would have, I would have them go to our website uh, we'll be adding some more tips and information um, uh, as as soon as possible, um, but um, but yeah, really just just get them going and you know guide them into finding the veteran, you know, making sure that they have access to a camera, and uh, you know helping them maybe uh, come up with a question. Um, one of the requirements for the competition, though, is that the uh, the student does have to be the creative lead um, for, for this mini-documentary that they'll be making uh, with, with the veteran. Um, so the student does have to be the creative lead. Well, and that's, you know, it's, it's important that you say that because, you know, this competition is for the student. Um, but it's also, from a mom perspective, you know, I can think about, um, you know, getting your son or daughter involved with a grandparent or an aunt or uncle or a family friend, you know, this could be an opportunity, you know, Jeff, it sounds like talking from you, you're a much different person um, going into the project than coming out of the project. You've had some amazing experiences, met some amazing people. Um, this could be something that your teen you could participate in with as a support person, but you guys could remember this the rest of your lives. Absolutely, I I, I think so. Um, I just came back from uh, from a trip uh, where where I interviewed a, a couple more um, veterans and people over in England. And on that trip, I was talking uh, with a lot of people about this iHistory history project. And um, apparently, over in England, it has been um, a, a popular thing uh, for a very long time. 
for, uh, for students to go out and interview, um, whether in videotape, audio cassette, or just on paper, uh, but to sit down and talk with their grandparents about their grandparents' experience during World War II. So it's and really important, you guys, I hate to cut you off, Jeff, but we're about 20 seconds before the end of the show. We're here with Jeff Worthington. He is the spearhead, or he's the, I don't know, I don't know what you are. You're just the guru behind the iHistory Project, WorldWar2.org. The guru, Check it I, out. I like that. The guru of iHistory, iHistory Project, WorldWar2.org. Check it out. Check out our site if you need more information. Thanks and have a great week. <laughs>